Before this episode, I'd like to take a moment to thank our one and only sponsor, Mr. David Dominoski. You see him and you think, wow, nice beard. And yet he actually has many talents besides growing exquisite facial hair. For instance, his party trick is that he can beat anyone in beer pong. Now, David is not a big drinker, so I don't know what it is about the beer pong that brings out his inner frat boy, but he is undefeated. So if you're listening, send him some loving energy his way and gratitude for his support so I can help raise the vibration of our planet. Thank you, Bear. Welcome, people. I'm Persephone Nicole, creator of Inspire the Wildfire. I'm a well-being artist here to ignite your passion and spark the revolution to our evolution. Now is the time. We need to evolve as a species. We were put here for a purpose, each of us born with gifts, and we've all been assigned. Who we are can have a deeply profound impact on this planet. Together, we'll inspire each other to be brave humans and burn everything that's holding us back. Watch the magic that occurs when you cultivate and share your natural gifts and abilities. Be the masterpiece. I've been in awe this past month, specifically with the understanding of the fact that we need each other. This really goes against kind of my lone wolf mentality that I have. It's in my personality to be independent. I know that, but I'm also aware of my wounding, which was being part of a community and then being rejected because you showed your authentic self. It's pretty devastating on your self-esteem to feel rejected by everyone you know. And yet life keeps showing me that I need people. It taught me that in my experience moving up here because I had such a contrast and feeling so part of a community and then coming up here and not having that same support. It felt like I was a plant in shock for a while. And then to be in partnership And honestly, for the first time in my life, really feeling like I'm being seen and allowing myself to be seen fully. That man knows my soul and it says a lot because as a human, I'm just constantly changing and he just celebrates each season I'm in as if it's his own and he honors each version of me. And that gift has been priceless and has changed the way that I show up for other people. And then taking on the podcast, I've been really open about how rough that's been on me. And then the soulmates just keep popping in. Just cheerleaders encouraging me to keep going even though it's rough. And so I'm literally sitting here with my hand on my heart just holding space of gratitude for the soulmates that come in at the perfect moment. They're the teachers that we need and they walk the path with us and keep us company. Sarah is one of those soulmates for me. Her and I are on the same journey because she joined the podcast mentorship that I did back in September. And so we both created podcasts and have been going through the same healing process together. And she's been like an instant sister for me. We have a camaraderie and openness that we felt from the very moment we started chatting. 
And so with her permission, I wanted to share a portion of our conversation that we had. This was about a month ago, and so looking back, I get the benefit of hindsight to see how her insights were beginning to guide me towards what Inspire the Wildfire really is. I I just been starting this journey, right? I felt called to do a podcast, not knowing exactly what it was going to be about. And so here I am every, it's like every step, it's starting to get revealed what this is going to birth into. And I'm coming up against my own resistance to it. And at the same time, finding pockets of healing that needs to be done in order for me to do this authentically because it's like you're you can't be up on a pulpit preaching if you're not doing it yourself and so it's like that pressure and then on top of it being a novice and trying to find your way in such a public way is so hard on my nervous system what you send out goes to the entire planet And like the weight of that has just been so heavy to like get out from. Are you having the same issue? So I see you and I, (laughs) I see your journey and yes, it resonates for me. I think it's so funny because it's like, well, spirit said to me two years ago, you should shift your business to online. And I was like, okay, that sounds great. And then as I started working towards that, I was confronted with all of these big feelings of the magnitude of that versus, you know, I know how to speak one-on-one or in a small group, but what does this mean to put yourself out there in this broad way with no opportunity for feedback? Like I was used to, I was trained in social work, right? And then I did spirit work, which kind of was an easy lead in still working small groups and one-on-one and I can see your face or I can hear you. I did some virtual stuff, but it was still, I've done a lot of virtual stuff, but it was still even one-on-one where they could communicate back and ask their questions. And I'd follow up with them specifically. Like, what did you not understand? Well, it was not clear. How can I clarify that for you specifically? And this platform does not lend itself to that as well. And it's such a different experience. But I also think it is the fastest road to healing. Yeah. So, yes, it is amazingly challenging and hard. But also, I do appreciate getting to where I want to go quickly. I don't know if that's something that you tend to do sometimes when you make a decision. You're like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it then. So that this is a fast path, but it's (laughs) it's hard. Babe, you got on the fast lane. What are you expecting? <laughs> like everything's moving so fast. Like, yeah, yeah. you're on the expressway. What do you think's going to happen here? Yeah. And, and so it's, I'm feeling better because I, I feel like the path is clear and I can see it ahead of what needs to happen. It's just mm-hmm. a lot of work now yeah. in the, for what I can see, what I want to build here. It's interesting to me because I think when I was shocked at how slow this was building for me when I had originally, it was like two years ago. And when, when I was like, I'm going to build, I'm going to shift online. I was doing some virtual stuff, but I was going to just, my idea was, okay, I'm going to shift in this different way. And then it was just so slow. And to, to mirror what you're saying, 
kind of what happened again with was starting the podcast. And then it was just so, um, such a healing journey. I realized, oh, this isn't, this has nothing to do with a podcast. This is not, it doesn't matter what you pick. It's not the thing you pick that's the thing, right? It's the healing that comes from choosing the path. Yeah. And I would yeah. probably say too, that like you had been doing work up into that point. So that was just part of the process. Right. And I, you know, as wellness coaches, we have, we're taught to lead our clients to making the conclusion instead of telling them the conclusion, mm -hmm. because when they have the light bulb moment themselves, it's has way more impact than yeah. just words coming out of your mouth. And it's not like we yeah. can't say something that'll affect the client or point out things here and there, mm -hmm. but those big, massive light bulb moments, they get turned on for the person when they're ready. It's not about how fast I got there. That's what I've been detoxing from is that level of urgency that really comes from fear. I've found, right? The urgency, like I'm not there yet. I have to be there. The way I describe that to my clients is it's like a plane ticket. Um, it's like the trip you're planning. So the, what you want is in this sense, this trip that you're planning. And, and if you were to show up to the airport today with your ticket for three months from now, you can't be mad that they don't, your plane isn't ready. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, it's like, you just wouldn't really, like you're not, it's not time yet. And so we, but we don't know that that ticket, we've already got the ticket. We don't trust. We're afraid that we're going to show up and it's not going to, the day's never going to come for our plane to leave. Yeah. But it's the same thing. You can't keep showing up to the airport every day being mad. Like, why is it not today? why is it not today? It's coming. It's just, yeah. there's things to get in order before you're ready to go there. Yeah. I, I feel that that resonates sister. Cause, um, <laughs> it feels like a lot of podcasts started and they're all talking about the same thing. Like we're all talking about wellness. Um, and it's like everywhere you look is a goo a new guru, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, it's just the, it's just been flooded. Like, so where, where do you have something to say that is mm -hmm. different from everyone else? And I'm like, okay. So with the situation of no longer being a Jehovah's witness, there's two things to that. One, the way that the religion is set up, they make it so shameful and wrong to speak out about what's going on mm -hmm. in that culture right? That's right. the worst thing I could ever do. Yeah. And so when they set the game up like that, you automatically, yeah. nobody wants to touch it. So one, they have set it up. So I don't have any competition. <laughs> so that's one. <laughs> I love that. I love that perspective for Stephanie. Yes. So that's the first thing. The second thing is and we all have the imposter syndrome where we're like, am I good enough? Do I have enough to present? And when it comes to me personally, I have a limited amount of education. I did not go to college. And so if I'm going to try and compare myself to somebody else, like say Terry Cole, who's amazing, by the way, mm -hmm. I don't even come close to touching her education, right? So what I do have is 38 years experience in a culture that was toxic. And I removed myself from that. And after I did, I had created this beautiful life. 
That's yeah. 38 years experience. You cannot go to school for that. You cannot teach that to people. That's something that I've <laughs> like went through. Right. And so I'm yeah. like, why would you not take the seat of being an expert on that? Yeah. It, it makes me untouchable. Right. As far yeah. as like, who come talk to me about it. Like, you're going to tell me, I don't know what I'm talking about. I definitely do. (laughs) You know? So then I was like, why wouldn't you lean into that confidence and be able to speak to it? Cause there's people that are suffering in silence. Like you just did honey. Right. I just did that journey. And why would I just be like, well, I'm going to talk about working out. Everybody's talking about working out. That's covered. I need to talk about what's not being talked about. And the PhD to that audience is not going to mean anything. A PhD doesn't mean anything. It's someone who has gotten through that place of fear that they are in. How did you get out? How did you do that? Yeah. That is, that is so powerful. That is, I feel it in my body when they're talking about it. Like, how do you break free from that? That is an impossible thing that you have done. To those people who have not done it, they are saying that is impossible for years before they could even start imagining that it could be perhaps possible. Yeah. And, and it'll be a rebellious act, even finding you even to listen to you would be the rebellion beginning. Totally. We, I need to present the fact that I knew better in my heart and was continuing to do these things because it was air quotes, the right thing to be doing. And I was supposed to be doing it Yeah, and showing the full spectrum of how I left. And then my life has been like tenfold increased in joy and meaning and purpose that I never felt. And so if there's somebody in that situation, they're going to be like, Oh, that, that hits the heart. (laughs) Well, and it's my understanding that that's kind of purposefully built into the structure so that you have to give up everything to get out and you have to, and you like the idea of losing your community, the idea of losing everything and going into a world that you are not feeling prepared to be in because you have been sheltered from it purposefully. Yeah. Under the guise of, for your, for you, but also Protection. it has limited your ability to feel, to find a place in a different way. You can't even, you don't even know where to begin. And to, mm-hmm. for someone to know, hey, there's joy and love and community out here, that alone is probably shocking. Yeah. And to know that there's a, a happy ending, yeah. right? Because a lot of times people leave that religion and they come back because of the pull of family and missing everybody and the, yeah. their conscience because they've been told to believe a certain way. So that doctrine has been programmed into their brain. So mm-hmm. they come back because they want to be part of their community again. They want to be part of their family again. And it ends up being in the cycle. So then the people that are still in it, they see the cycle of those people coming in and out, in and out. And every time they come back, they're worse off, right? Yeah. Because they're, they're coming back trying to inauthentically fit in to yeah. this madness. <laughs> and those are the, those are the examples of people who have left because the people who leave successfully, those stories are not told within right. the community. 
they're they're shunned. So that also benefits the system to say, well, we won't talk about them and their success. We'll talk. We'll show you the people who are struggling to leave, and so you can see that this is hard and you shouldn't do it. Exactly. You you nailed it. I have had little sporadic connections with certain family members here and there, and it's always really hard when they reach out because. I know what they're wanting, right? It's their hope that I'm going to come back Mm -hmm. and they want to hear that key phrase like, oh, I'm just having a hard time so that they can swoop in and be like, here it is. Here's the time I can tell her like open arms and open my arm. And I can feel that. And I'm like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm doing great. And it's so hard for me to do that, but I feel like I, I owe the honesty and I'm not pretending like I'm happy out here. Like it's really nice out here, guys. I know what you've been told your whole life, but it's not true. (laughs) And and maybe for you, it is right. It doesn't have to be true. It doesn't have to be true. It doesn't have to be true. Thank you. Because I, I acknowledge that there's structures and religions in place because people need that and people want that. All I'm saying is allow people to make their choice and all of us be respectful of the choice, right? I don't feel like I should have consequences for not wanting to be part of something that I was born into. Yes. Uh, It hit me. There's another layer of grief that I haven't um, thought about consciously, which is you know, being in it your whole life, there's times in my life from being a teenager where you have connections with friends that go all the way up through my late thirties, you know, and these are people that you've gone on trips with. These are people that you've seen have babies and loved their babies and threw them baby showers and were so part of their life and, and been there for them as their marriages were going through whatever they were going through or breakdowns or breakups or divorce. Like you have this depth and longevity to the friendships. And it's funny because there's only been since I left one time that one person just sent a little tiny message that they were thinking about me. Yeah. And I think about how many people I had poured love into genuinely from my heart and soul that turned it off like a faucet because I wasn't behaving and I wasn't getting in line like the rest of them. And the fact that I only have like my oldest friendship, I was just texting him yesterday. Like it's our five-year friendiversary, you know, (laughs) but that's my oldest friend now. It dates back to five. Unless you're counting a couple family members that are no longer part of that tribe. The fact that in the structure of the community where you were raised is the obligation to remain in that community to be a part of it is heartbreaking. And I don't think that for me that I could ever live in a system that defined community that way. Definitely not. When you're older and you have the choice... You can make Mm -hmm. that conscious decision. I'm not surprised that that's the response, right? Because in the structure is when someone leaves, this is the time for you to show your loyalty to God. Mm. And so, of course, 
if the game is by not speaking to this person, you're showing God that you support his standards and his way of doing things. Because this is the way we told you that he wants it done. You're going to be doing that. Yeah. I, I think that if I have grief on my side of the loss and the love that was there, there has yeah. to be hundreds of people because it is literally hundreds of people <laughs> yeah. in that time frame of that have to be feeling some sort of loss. Probably and from your, from your new perspective, what I love is that you're choosing to one, have that awareness because that's a choice and two, to send up a smoke signal and to send out love to, to everyone Right. When when you are being shunned from a community for for uh, not following the rules and staying in line, your response is, OK, OK, cool. I'm just going to go over here and publicly send love out to all of you and <laughs> send a light for you just in case, just in case you wanted to know how I got here. I'm just going to send out this beautiful light for you and send you love and understanding and like I see you and gosh Persephone I don't know if you know how fabulous that is how powerful how loving the ripples of that will be felt across time people I love you so much thank you for sharing your time you can connect with me on Instagram or Facebook or on my website inspirethewildfire.com To show your support, be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or follow and rate the show on Spotify. I hope this thoughtful episode benefits you. Please be sure to share it with your community. Let's make this revolution spread like wildfire.